South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. That is rugby league. Welcome into Running It Straight for another Wednesday. It is the 17th of May. And lots to come between now and 4 o'clock. We talk rugby league for the next hour. You can text us anytime on double eight double three. Jump aboard the phone lines if you want to 0800 150 Chance, Nickel Klukstar, we will try again this week, Kempi. And don't worry, I've, I've done a couple of messages today. He's all good to go. Fingers I just gone. want to say something, Sammy. I go just on. want to say something because it's on, unlike you. You're really professional. But <laughs> I just want you to try and explain this. In terms of uh, the errors uh, so far this evening, the Bulldogs four to the Warriors two. Two penalties conceded each team. Two ruck infringements uh, each team as we see. <laughs> it's called word, word economy, Kempi. You take ruck, you take were infringement. Were you nervous because I wasn't there? Ruck infringements. Was it, were you well, nervous because no, I wasn't that's there? That's the thing, Kempi. It's like... Um, you know, you're sort of like my wife at times, you know. It's a, it's a safety net, but also a curse. So uh, I felt you breathing it's down my neck. It's as good as your clock call. I, I fe- <laughs> well, not quite. Not quite. Did feel you breathing down my neck, though. Um, yeah, look, but uh, look, but having Blake Ashey was, was, was fun as well. Uh, first time for him in the commentary box. Um, don't worry. I don't think he's going to take your job anytime soon, could be. But, uh, but he didn't notice it. So I actually put a bit of blame on him as well he for not, for not calling. Oh. Was he too nervous? Maybe he was too nervous. He was. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that game very, very shortly. Uh, the Warriors winning over the Bulldogs. A good win and uh, two points heading into the bye where they get another two points, of course. We've got no game this weekend, given they've had the bye. Uh, so we will catch up with Chance Uncle Klukstar very shortly. Uh, and uh, any questions that you have for Chance, you can text her on double eight double three. Between 3.30 and 4, though, we'll have a look at some of the games this weekend. We'll talk some origin as well. That's been a, a to- hot topic this week, uh, particularly over in Aussie. But I uh, know Kempi and uh, Izzy, you guys put your teams together as well. We've already got a text from Jimmy on your Queensland team, Kempi. So we'll get to that very, very shortly. Um, but yeah, get your texts in for Chance Nickel Klukstar, who will get around about 3.15 on the program. Really looking forward to that. Um, so let's have a quick glance over the uh, the weekend's NRL uh, that happened uh, three or four days ago, Kempi, and uh, the Warriors with a win over the Bulldogs. And interesting, actually, because I, me and me and you do the call, we obviously spend a lot of time talking about it post-game and sort of analyse it. We didn't obviously get to do that. So uh, this is sort of the first time I get to talk to you about the game. I, I called it uh, in the first half. I thought that was probably the best half of footy they've played this season, uh, up 18-0 at the break. Fell away a little bit in the second half, allowed the Bulldogs to come back in, but you must be pretty happy if you're Andrew Webster with a bounce back like that. Well, he was too, and we got him on on Monday um, on the breakfast show, and he, he talked about like you know, probably showing a little bit too much emotion, but knowing the importance of the two points, and we'd spoken about that, Timmy, you know, like four weeks ago, we said it'd be nice to get four points coming out of these next four games, and, and the bye was included in that. Um, and I think that, that when you look at the the way that it shaped up, it, it was vitally important because they sit in the eight. They're not going to lose that position because they pick up the two points this week and then they go in against the Broncos. And I think in a, a three-week patch before their next bye, which should hold them in good stead because they could actually win the next three games. Yeah. And they could actually start to cement themselves in the eight. I think what happened um, the other night when the Warriors played the Bulldogs, there's a couple of things for me. I thought when uh, news came out on Tuesday that uh, the Fox was back playing and that the, the team looked pretty solid. Um, and then we're playing up, you know, after that 11-day bro- um, three-game uh, stint, that was, they were going to be up against it, you know. And then all of a sudden, come Thursday night, nope, the Fox isn't playing. And all of a sudden, a couple of other players are out and they've got a couple of young blokes making debuts. And I reckon 
without them saying too much, they would have got a, a little bit of lift the, the Warriors from that, given the fact that on the back of what the effort they had put in for the previous three weeks over that short period, they had done, they knew that they had a decent chance of going out to win, win this game. And I think you saw that in the first half. I think mm. that's that's basically what happened. They went out in the first half and said, let's put them away. Um, and Sean Johnson, again, the, the difference in the game, like if you go over the stats – and you're watching the game, you're going, man, it's so close. You know, the, the completions are really good. No one's making any errors. Uh, they're playing a little bit of chess here. But the difference was the decision-making and the kicking of uh, Sean Johnson in that first half. I know Burton put a few up in the second half that were a bit wobbly. Mm. Uh, but in the first half, Sean Johnson was on the money. And, yes, he had that, that early kick after that break where he tried to go to the wing again. He scored a try in the first half off it. Uh, I thought at the time, because they got a bit of a call when Reynolds had that ball um, declared to be raked out, and they got that right, thank goodness. Mm. Um, he probably he probably looked back on that if they lost the game, and it would haunt him for a little while. But mate, he was a difference in that in that first half, and they held on in the second half. I put it down, and I said this morning they went from fifth gear and they just pulled it back in the fourth and cruised uh, through that second half because they knew that they just weren't being threatened. Yeah, no, the. the um Bulldogs attack just had nothing, especially in that first half. Like I think I only counted, you know, three or four tackles in the final twenty. So the Warriors did a great job, and I think the Pack as well. Kempi, I know Sean obviously gave them some great uh, field position, but the Pack really stepped up as well, just uh, winning the winning the battle in the middle, which you always talk about, um, and and making easy meters. I mean, every set we were putting ourselves in a good position to score. Yeah, well, well Adam Fanua Blake's on a rich vein of form, you know. You, you put Tua Harrison, you know, that little pass that Dylan Walken put put on with a with a fake, the little fake head to the to the sweeper and and hit that front runner, which was Adam Fanua Blake just running that fantastic line. Uh, yeah, they're setting the platform, and they have been setting the platform around those those blokes, including Chance Nicol Clockstead, who I thought was the best player on the pitch. You know, the amount of work that he did throughout that game, especially in the second. half, half um, to hold them together is phenomenal mm. and I think if you're, if you're wondering where's Roger playing he ain't playing fullback next year No and uh, look plenty of questions that have come through uh, both on social media and on the text machine about uh, asking Chance about that I'm sure we'll, we'll figure out a way of putting it to him can be very very shortly just looking at the games after the bye so you mentioned uh, Broncos up uh, down in Napier we'll be down there for that one next Friday night uh, Saturday night sorry and then Dolphins and Raiders which are probably two winnable games as well the back half of the season very favourable for the Warriors so they get the buy in round 16. Then it's the Dragons away, the Rabbitohs back at home, the Eels away, Sharks at home, Raiders home, another buy, Titans away, Tigers away, Seagulls home, Dragons home, Dolphins away. I mean, that particularly after that round 22 buy is a very, very tasty run home. You'd, you'd argue the, Warri- the hardest part of the Warrior season is out of the way. Well, I know as a coach, and I and definitely know as a player playing under coaches that you target blocks of games. And, of course, getting to this 12th, um, round by it was really important to be in the eight because you know on the back of it with two buys still to come and I think this uh, one after the the buy Brisbane you know you've got by Brisbane you go and play the Dolphins you don't know what you're going to get there you can easily beat them um, and of course when you've got Canberra I reckon they're all they're all winnable games yeah. you know so I think if you can go into that getting two or th- two of those three games and then you get the bye, then you start to look like a really solid eight team. Come out of that bye, look, St. George um, losing An- Anthony Griffin this week, they, they're going to pick themselves up. I reckon they'll, they'll, get a, they'll get this game against the Roosters this weekend. I think the Roosters are in disarray at the moment. People are asking about Tedesco and why he's going so poorly. Well, you would go to so poorly too if you couldn't settle on your halves. Your hooker was playing like a busted gumboot and you lose Joey Manu. You know what I mean? Yep. So Tedesco can't do it all. You, th- you think the Dragons get them this week? 
I do, and wow. I think, and I think a lot of that always happens when you lose a lose a coach, and the players get a bit more comfortable making all those changes, getting those players back in. There'll be a shift in attitude there, no doubt. And I just think they run home against scratchy teams. You know, they play the Rabbitohs at home, which is really good. They play the Sharks at home, but everyone else that that they play away are beatable, and I think that's really important for their their run home. So. You know, we haven't had any luck through the first 12 rounds, Sammy, as far as getting our full team on the pitch. The other part that's really exciting about here, if we can get through the next three weeks, pick up two two out of uh, three wins, I'm hoping, plus a bye, then I reckon in the fourth and fifth week when we start getting players back, they're going to start to build towards the semis. 100%. I think, uh, yeah, we're not even near full strength uh, either, which is, you think, the excitement that's going to build when you get the likes of Barnett and Tamaiti Martin and Jazz Tavanga, these guys all coming back in. It, you know, Like I said last week, I think we're borderline a top four side uh, when we get all those guys back. Um, we're going to take a short break. Chancellor Kluxstar is going to join us on the other side. If you do have any questions, double eight, double three. Uh, shout out to everyone watching on uh, YouTube as well. You can put your comments in the uh, comment section there and we will pick them up. Running it straight here on SNZ, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Back in a moment. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Well, 17 minutes past three here on Running It Straight and time now to bring in really the fan favourite of 2023, Kempi. Um, certainly talked about as being uh, one of the best signings uh, of recent memory. It is the man wearing the number one jersey, at the fullback position, it is Charles Nicol Klukstay joins us on the line now. G'day, Charles. Hey, team. How's it going? Mate, we're doing very well. Now, one thing that we did have to ask you right off the bat, because there's probably about 100 different variations of your name pronounced across a weekend of NRL from, <laughs> from Aussies and Kiwis. Mate, we've got here Nicol Klukstay. Can you just maybe clarify it once and for all how, you, how your last name's properly pronounced? Yeah, Nicol Klukstay. Clockstar, there you go, Kempi. We've got it right, mate. We must be the only ones. That's why they pay us the big bucks. <laughs> hey, Chartis, Kempi, mate, thanks for joining us this afternoon. It's uh, a really good position for you guys to be in, I guess, going into the bye, finding yourselves in the eight. You must be happy with the start of the season? Yeah, no, it's a really good um, position for us to be in. We've really set up our season leading into the bye, and for us it's just about you know resting the body, resting the mind, and getting back into it when we need to. Mate, just tell us the importance of your first and your last carries in a set, just to give some, I guess, context to people that are watching you play. What what does it do for the team? Yeah, so I guess my job as a fullback is just to try and ease a little bit of, I guess, energy for the for the bigger boys, and a part of that is is being able to take that that last carry before we kick. So then, one, they they get a rest, not having to carry the ball, and two, it gives us a fuller defensive line on the kick chase so there's a couple elements there Yeah, nice, nice, thank you for that That's uh, such good knowledge to share with everyone and the body, how is the body um, putting up with all the amount of football that you've been playing? Yeah, no, nah, body is body's good, thank you just general soreness after the game a little bit sore depending on how physical the game is but uh, it's, all, it's all genuinely all the same uh, these days but really enjoying being able to play like you said, a, a little bit more consistent NRL game time footy. 
Mm. Lots of our questions coming in from our listeners, Charles. We'll get to them very, very shortly. Just on um, on your role as a fullback, and it's a position in the NRL that we see so much variation across players and teams. You know, you've got fullbacks that are out and out try scorers. You've got fullbacks that are really good ball carriers and runners. Um, ones like yourself that are really good sort of meter readers. Does your do you see the role sort of evolving and changing depending on who you're playing, or or is Webby sort of set aside a specific role for you, and that's just what you do week in week out? You you sort of have to evolve, mate. It's it's a game that's that's evolving on its own, and you know if you don't evolve, you're gonna get left uh, left behind. So, I guess for me, it's it's just about you know making sure that I'm consistently doing the stuff that I'm doing well at the moment, week in week out, and just trying to add a few strengths to my bow here and there. Whether it's you know adding a pass here or you know maybe a grubber next week, we'll have to mm. see and wait and see. Yeah, love to see that one busted out. Who who do you sort of model your game off, mate? Is there an idol of yours growing up, or maybe even someone who's still playing? Yeah, it's um, I guess there's a couple of people that I like to um, try and base my game around. I think the the biggest model is, is is the man himself who's coming back next next year. So, and, and Roger Tuivasa Sheikin, you know, I really love the support game of of uh, Tommy Turbo, Clint Gutherson. Um, you know, Dylan Edwards is, is, I reckon, right now the the all-rounded fullback of of the modern game. So mm. he'll, he'll definitely be up there too. Yeah, he he he's the unsung hero in any of the competition. Um, yet can't make any of the, the representative sides. And it's good to hear you talk about RTS because he is coming back next year, mate. And it'd be remiss of us not to ask the question: Were you um, in discussions beforehand before they sign him as a marquee fullback? And and are you confident that that's that'll be your position next year? Yeah, you know, when when we were talking, um, you know, at that time or sort of before, um, you know, anything else was sort of sorted in terms of recruitment-wise. And when I did sign here, it was, it was to play fullback, especially when, when where we signed as coach. He told me straight off the bat, you know, it's it's, it's where he wants me to play. And that's, that's where I'll be playing my footy, I think, moving forward. And um, for me, it's just, I'm really excited to be able to, have the opportunity to rub shoulders with RTS again. He was someone that, like I said, I've moulded my game around and, you know, he's definitely my favourite player. So, you know, who wouldn't be happy being able to run, rub shoulders with their favourite player? Yeah, no, nah, that's awesome perspective. Um, we've got lots of uh, messages coming in from our listeners, Charles. I'll just put a, a couple to you here. One's from uh, Nathan, and it sort of, I guess, goes to you just talking about there getting re-signed back as the number one. That's how Cappy and and, uh, and Andrew Webster sort of came to you. Um, tell us a little bit about, and this is what Nathan said, the, the biggest difference uh, that you've noticed from when you were back at the club, you know, three or four years ago to, to where it's at now. I think the the biggest change, uh, uh, for me, it's, it is a little bit hard to say because I was, you know, I only did really play seven games in my three to four year uh, stint here the first time. So it is a little bit hard for me to, to, to say what has changed. But I guess something that I have been enjoying while I have been here has definitely been the the camaraderie and, and I guess the effort that the boys are wanting to make to hang out with each other outside of footy. And I think that really makes such a big difference on, on the footy field because, you know, if you know you're made off it, it's generally going to help with, with doing stuff for your mate on it. And I really feel like um, there's a real confidence about us, uh, not only as a team, but individually. And I think that comes from, from Wibby. That was a big part of something I, I got really excited about during preseason. And I feel like it's, you know, you're starting to see the, the results.
Mm. Another question here from Dylan says, uh, can you ask Chance who the most uh, underrated player, current and former, uh, former uh, that fans and the media maybe don't know about, but all the lads knew was the man? <laughs> That's from uh, Dylan. Oh, I guess, um, yeah, underrated. These, I feel like we've got, um, it's, it's been nice for me coming back the second time because I've, I've seen a lot of young boys that were here sort of come up and, you know, really make a name for themselves. Mm. You know, you got, um, Adam, Adam Pompey, uh, who else? Jazzy, Jazzy's been doing really well for himself. Bunty as well. You know, these old boys that sort of started out when I was first here and they've gone on to, to create really good careers for themselves. So it is a hard one for me to say. I think the thing I've enjoyed is, is really seeing the young boys, you know, grow up and make a name for themselves in, in their own rights, I think. Yeah, some good youngsters coming through as well. Shannon asks, uh, can you ask Charles what his game day routine is? Can you enlighten us on what you do on game day? Oh, game day. Depending, depending on the game or the time of the game, uh, you genuinely get a nap in, definitely. So, uh, well, so if we wake up, we'll, we'll start with breakfast. Then it'll be a team walk after that. And if it's at home, it'll be me and my wife. We'll go for a walk. We now have a puppy, which is hard work, but we'll take them for a walk. <laughs> and then um, back for lunch and a nap and then onto the game. So that's, that's genuinely what it looks like for me. And I, I know a lot of boys are different, so... Yeah, that's my routine. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Stace uh, says, uh, "Can you ask Chance uh, who he supports for State of O? Everyone's got a teammate. Who do you who do you put the colours on for?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I was growing up, it was New South Wales, but you know, as I've sort of grown up, I guess, and you know, having one of my other favourite players actually coaching the the Maroons, it's sort of hard to go past Queensland now, eh? Oh, don't say that, <laughs> so mate. Queensland. No, yeah, it's well, heartbreaking. It's it, heartbreaking. <laughs> it is, mate. Oh, well, I, I only go for one team of state origin, and that's the Kiwis. No one else. Um, but that's that's. <laughs> hey, that's me, Chase. Hey, Chase. Just want to ask you a question about the competition. What's really surprised you this year about the competition, given um, what what you you done down in Canberra, and, and has it got quicker? Is it is it tougher? What what is it that's really surprised you? Yeah, I think it's. It's definitely the speed of the game has has picked up a lot, but I feel like the I feel like we're starting to adapt a bit better. I think um, I've pitched it to a few boys, so I'm wondering if this can get back to the CEO. But I thought twenty minute quarters would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> giving <laughs> you more of a break. <laughs> I've made that's the not, boys a break. Yeah, that's not a that's not a um, a silly question. You know, like the way that they're putting breaks in, especially in the summer and. And the and the amount of work that you know we're talking about players when they got over 100 meters now you got fullbacks and a lot of other players running over 200 meters it won't be long before 300s the new norm um, can you see it getting that quick where players are going to start running for 300 meters on a more consistent basis? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's where you'll you'll get a lot of the, the outside backs sort of come into play, and you're already seeing it. You know, you're seeing Brian Tall, you know, averaging looks like 250 just about every single game and Dylan Edwards is about the same um, and then you've got a few other teams just running that you know fresh you got Hayes Perham who was here you know he ran for 240 and he's doing that quite consistently too so mm. I think it just allows the faster boys and the, the, the OBs to get more involved and I feel like there's going to be a little give and take too because if, you're, if they're doing all that work that, that flareness that they would have normally is probably going to 
be something that's sacrificed. So it'll be interesting, but I think it'll be the OBs that would put, um, get a lot more meters. Mm, absolutely. Uh, just a couple to, to before we let you go, Chance. Are you a, a real um, student of the game? Do you do you watch all the games across a weekend? Do you really sort of dig into how teams are playing and what certain players are doing? Do you really sit down and study it? Yeah, I, I think I'd I'd like to, but I feel like I can't get my my Sky Sport happening over over in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, definitely, when I got uh, got time here, that's that's something I'm doing. Especially if we're playing them next week. But if not, we've we've um, got something called Analyzer back at Mount Smart Stadium, and you can sort of break down the game a, a little bit better from um, you know try assists to the start of good ball sets, whatever it's sort of something that you're you're watching. But I think that's it sort of comes back to Webby. He sort of demands us, you know, making sure that we're working on our own craft as much as possible. And a part of that's making sure you're doing video on yourself and video of, you know, the, the next team that we're playing. Mm. And uh, what do you do to, I guess, unplug Chance when you're, you know, not thinking about rugby league? Uh, do you have uh, an off-day routine that just sort of takes your mind away from it all? Yeah, I sort of love to go for walks with my wife, grab a coffee. I feel like grabbing a coffee, just sitting at a cafe is something that I really enjoy doing. And um, if I've got my boys with me, it's it's just doing whatever they want to do. So that's really good for me as well. I can't go wrong with um, kicking the feet up and putting on some cartoons as well. Love it. Nice sitting back and relaxing, eh, mate, before we have to go out there in the battle. Hey, injury-wise, mate, do you think we'll see the full-strength side out by the end of the season? Uh, you gonna get, are you going to get the whole crew together to play with? <laughs> Jeez, oh, you'll, you'll hope so, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a war zone at the moment. Yeah, no, nah, I'm really proud of, of what the boys, you know, we boys are able to do. I think if we can, you know, even though we haven't had our full-strength team for majority of the year, we've you know, we, we had Storm on their toes, we had Penrith on their toes, and yeah. a lot of it comes back to what we can control, but also having our troops on the field would help that as well. So mm. I think, you know, we just keep working hard. Um, Tohu's got a saying, I don't want to butcher it, but <laughs> it's something to do with working hard, you know, creates your own luck. So I think if we can continue to, to keep working hard, doing what we what we can, can control, you know, that luck will sort of swing our way and, you know, like you said, we'll be able to get a few more games with the whole squad. Uh, Charlie's just text through here saying, uh, can you ask Chance quickly what his favourite cheat food is? Your favourite cheat meal? Oh, cheat meal. Dang. I'd have to be a throw-off between, um, what's, that, what's that burger called? Oh, the Zinger Box? The Zinger Box, yeah. Or a butter yeah. chicken. Yeah, or a butter chicken. <laughs> Interesting. Do you like the sort of radioactive mall butter chicken or does it have to be really authentic, your local Indian? Nah, I've, I've, I've been, mum's been taking us to um, St. Luke's butter chicken since I was a kid. So oh, I love it. I find myself having to go back there and, you know, reminisce. Yeah, love it, man. Hey, just before we let you go, Chance, uh, something that's always uh, really struck me with you is, is obviously the importance that you put on your family um, and, yeah, just how passionate you are, not not just about them but also about um, the game and doing what's best f- for them. Uh, just tell us a little bit about how much they, they do mean to you and where that sort of comes from, you know, is that sort of an upbringing thing? Does that come from your parents? Where does that, I guess, value of family come for you? Yeah, my my family is very important to me. You know, my family as as my parents and my siblings, but I think now that I'm a father, 
and I've got my own kids and my own family, it's it sort of definitely, you know, changed my outlook on things a bit, especially going through, uh, I guess, my own challenges in the last couple of years. It's sort of, uh, you know, you go through the bad things to appreciate the good things a little bit more, and mm. that's definitely the fact with my, with my kids and, and my, my wife here. So for me, it's just about cherishing every moment that I have with them because at times so special, you know, I've got family that are, you know, unfortunately getting on and, you know, they're, they're sort of passing away in that and it's definitely a, a bigger outlook, a bigger picture sort of mindset and, you know, time's so precious, you got to make the most of it. Yeah, good yeah, man, awesome Chance. Well yeah. said. And, uh, yes, we've listened a lot to the way that uh, you talk about your whanau and, of course, your lovely wife too and what she's done for you through the years to get you through all the tough times as well as the good times. But, mate, you go away and you enjoy your break because you've deserved it. I'll tell you that. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you down in Napier when we come down and call it for SCNZ. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Nah, cool, as team. Thanks for having me and I'll uh, see you then. Awesome stuff. Chance the Kuklu star there and uh, Guy Kemp, he's one of my favourite warriors to talk to. Just such a humble guy. Um, you know, like I said, I think he's one of the best players in 2023, but just so humble, so down to earth, great perspective and just a champion guy. And a, and a real good insight into, you know, a couple of things there, you mm. know, especially when he was talking about that last carry, um, the importance of the first carry and the last carry, I thought was really good. But also... The, the comment around, I'll be playing fullback next year. Yeah. So let's put that one to bed. Yeah, 100%. Um, and even though that hasn't come out officially from the likes of Andrew Webster, I think there's enough noise there, there to, to suggest that RTS is going to be playing the centres, which will be all the talk. Can be leading into 2024. Leading into 2024. Did he play some centres at the Roosters? Uh, he, he played, I know he's on the wing, but did he play? He's sort of played in and around. Well, he, I'll tell you what, he's played a lot for the Blues. It's true. Maybe it was all part of the plan. Go to the Blues, <laughs> play a little bit of you know midfield, come back to the and then get a little bit of space and carve them up. Yeah. Come on, Rog, come back. You just you know you know you can come back now for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, early release. No one to push for those. No knows about it. Um, lots of comments uh, online on uh, YouTube uh, through the text machine stuff. Tried to get as many of the questions to chance as we could, uh, but apologies if we did miss any there. Uh, we'll take a short break for news, sport, and weather. When we come back, I'll uh, talk a little bit about some news heading around the NRL before we tuck into this weekend's games and talk a bit of state of O as well. Back in the moment. Running it straight, 25 minutes away from four. Don't forget um, the One New Zealand Warriors biggest fan experience where you just call 0800 37 Go Warriors. Leave a voicemail telling us why. You're the biggest fan. You're the biggest fan. I've already entered a number of times. You know that. Um, They've told me that I can't get it though, so I might put on an accent, change my name. Um, Change my name, change my name. You can get, go into the draw to win a massive fan experience you get a free cell phone um, you can text and call Kempi as much as you want and abuse him <laughs> and you can also win Join a, the queue you can also win a, the game day the one base the one New Zealand base home base at now go media stadium Mount Smart how about that for a tongue twister Kempi uh, a few questions here I'll ask you very very shortly but let's uh, while we don't have a game on this weekend for the Warriors have a little bit of chat about the news that's going on in the NRL at the moment because it's been a busy week in uh, the NRL and let's start with the story that uh, is bubbling away each and every day and that is uh, Sean Johnson and the West Tigers mm. um, and the latest rumour I saw was 600k a year something around that region to, to and it's funny that they mention a figure yeah you know what but I mean doesn't, but, but see I know you talk about this with Super Rugby because doesn't that just liven the whole storyline when you're talking and this is what the North American sports do really well is you, you sort of open up the door to salaries and salary caps and it creates a whole other layer to the conversation I'll t- tell you what the, the only people that um, this benefits by keeping everything a secret are the player managers 
Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. So yep. the player managers are the ones that are driving secrecy. I, you know, the sooner they start to actually publicly announce the, the sign-on fees, the the third-party deals, and exactly what players are getting on, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a hell of a lot better. Not only just for the public and the way that they think about players, but also for the players themselves yeah. knowing what their worth is. Yeah, totally. You know, so the, this this figure, I laugh when I when I see a figure being thrown out of six hundred thousand dollars. I tell you, there's only one person that comes from. And it's the player manager. Mm. All right. So, do you think the West Tigers are going to come and say, "Oh, yeah, by the way, Sam Hewitt, um, yeah, we've just offered uh, Sean Johnson six hundred grand. Yeah. Not a chance." Yeah, but um, they're going to—they're talk talking of getting rid of Luke Brooks as well, or trading might no sweeten the deal. I mean, we know he's on over a million bucks, so in a way, you're getting a bit of an upgrade on less money. Um, so, two questions. Firstly, Kempe, does Sean J- Johnson fit at the West Tigers? And the other side of it is, uh, do you think Sean Johnson wants to go to the West Tigers? Well, I don't think it's it's got a hell of a lot to do with the West Tigers at all. I think is the question that we need to ask and needs to be answered by the Warriors. And I thought Andrew Webster did a really good job of this on Monday. Um, and if you haven't, just go and check out the podcast as you can keep it for breakfast and you can listen to what Webby said. And, but he basically said, well, he's at the moment negotiating his deal and he hasn't come to us yet. When he sits down with us and he's actually got something in writing that this is what I'm contemplating and I want to know where you guys are coming from and then you know that's when the conversation will have so I, I think the question you really need to ask is does he fit at the Warriors and, and within I guess their uh, their strategy going forward as far as he um, he can play what another two or three years I'm, I'm not too sure if that's the case so it's going to come down to the, the CEO the, the recruitment manager and the head coach saying well Where's this money spent? Is it spent with Sean Johnson? Is it better spent getting us a, a Marky Ford? Mm. You know, because you got to you got to think about it. The salary cap must be nearly tied up, um, and you, you're going to spend another six hundred thousand. You know, Sean saying the, the the part that's missing out of that conversation is it's for two years. Yeah, and like I, Sean, obviously make his own decision and and go whichever way he wants to go. But when I look at it, I go. I almost think he'd be silly to do it because he's playing his best rugby league here back home with his family, clearly making a difference in a system that's working for him. The Tigers are, I know that they're building and, and you know, that there's, uh, but even the coaching structure, they don't really know what they're doing at the moment. Is it Benji? Is it Tim Sheens? Who's who's taking control? You know, it, it seems like a fragile environment for someone like Sean Johnson to go to, given well, that he's thriving here. Yeah, well... Like, yeah, you might get a couple hundred grand more, I l- but... I l- I like what you're saying, but the reality is that he's at the back end of his career. He's been offered probably twice as much as what he'll get offered at the Warriors. Hypothetically, just a bit of a bit of a guess around that. But you know, six hundred thousand dollars over two years is probably four years worth of salary for him at the moment. Um, and whether or not you like it, he's going to be making a decision based on his family and, and keeping the lifestyle that he's got. So uh, I don't think. For for you know a minute that Sean Johnson won't pack up and leave. You don't, okay? No, not at all. Um, because I also think his role at the Warriors, what it's been sold on, is very much we've got Luke Metcalf, we've got um, Ronald Volkman, these two young guns bubbling away underneath, along with Tamati Martin. And I see his role as they want him to pull those guys through, so that in two or three years' time when he hangs so, up the boots, they're ready to go. So, he, so here's the. So it's like a mentor role. Is he is he more open so or something he, like that? Yeah. So you know, if I was recruitment manager, here's where I'd be thinking. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean Johnson gets a ten year contract worth a million dollars. 
all right? He's probably going to play one year, maybe two, mm-hmm. all right? But he's still going to pick up a million dollars, but he's going to go into the back rooms straight after playing. And we've got him for another eight years, all right? Maybe we might pay him 100, 150 grand a year, but he's got 10 years of his life locked into that club. Now, he's, he's very handsome. So he's marketable Mm -hmm. through the socials, through the sponsors. He can run sponsorship rooms. He can talk. He's very good on his own social media. And he's more than just a footballer. Now, recruitment needs to start thinking that way when you've got a person of Sean Johnson's calibre. He may be off being offered 600000 a year at West Tigers, but I'd be offering him a million dollars over 10 years. And I'd pay pay him it for 10 years. You're um, you're not bad at this rugby league thing, are you? <laughs> I, lo- I just think outside. <laughs> the, I just think outside the box, and I, I think I, you should never let Sean. I'm personally, me, he is the he, Warriors. Correct. He's a club. He's, he's, a, he's a franchise could, player. He's a, he's a face of the club, and that is why I think. If that, I was marketing manager, yeah, I would I would be going to my CEO and I say, you need to sign him. Yeah, you know, let's find a million dollars in a sponsorship budget and let's keep him. Yeah. A couple of quick fire questions, Kempi, before we take a break. We've got to come back uh, with uh, a few of the games this round. Mark says, boys, I think the Tigers are a good bet this week after the performance against Souths. Um, who are the Tigers playing this week? I've dropped the ball. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep. You reckon? Uh, well, no, I reckon the Cowboys are on a little bit of a run. You know, I look yeah, I reckon they've got their mojo back. Yeah, and and the Tigers, although I like the way that they're playing, I think I think the Cowboys may have been played into a bit of form yeah. over the last couple of weeks, and that's scary when you know that they've got the players there. Jason Tomalolo's meant to be back this weekend. That's a scary thought. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, mind you, I'm, you know, I, well, I just missed the multi last week, the four leg multi, but by uh, by one game. But it's, it may, I think I think if you th- if people think at the moment out there that you know they've got this their mind made up on um, anyone except South Sydney. Then I reckon you back them because mm. the only team worth backing at the moment, and you know you can put your money and your house on, is South Sydney. I agree. Um, Jamie, just quick text here: um, Rugby League World Cup twenty twenty five NZ. What are your thoughts? Well, look, and people will have a crack at me and say you're always having a crack at them. I'm, look, the the same people that put this together are the same people that are now saying it's an opportunity to bring it down here. Well, you know, you need to realise that they were the people that gave it to France and, yeah, and yeah. to do their due diligence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard um, Mr Costigan talking about just the Mickey, Mickey Mouse shot. Look, I just think you get your laughing your laughing gear on when you talk international football. They wouldn't know how to put a rugby league game on at the new stadium. You know what I mean? They they need to sort the game out. Um I don't know why the NRL looks so good and is so profitable and billion-dollar media right deals and we can't get an international game to support that. And and that's a sad thing about it. And the other part that people don't understand is that the game's on life support down here. So let's go and throw all of our money and bring in a little test series down here again yeah. and in a place where our people here can't rub two cents together. Mm. Uh, I, I just, mate... I don't buy it for a minute, and I don't buy that this is an opportunity. Quick text from Jimmy as well on RTS. No way RTS is fullback next year, I reckon. That's already been spoken about. That's confidence-killing, if not career-ruining stuff for chance. Hopefully they've learned from the whole Sam Tonkins fiasco when they announced it early. Nobby was playing well. Even outplayed Tonkins in the World Cup semi. He got ousted, and it all went downhill from there for his career. We can't have a repeat with Chance, that's from Jimmy, and uh, yep, I think we uh, we agree with you here, Jimmy. We'll take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we'll just have a quick look over this weekend's NRL uh, game, some of the big games. We'll also talk a little bit of Origin before four o'clock. Is Healthcare providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 
811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Running it straight, welcome back in, was just uh, working out how I'm going to be a millionaire in the space of five days, thanks to Tony Kemp's tips. Um, I'll get that list off you at the end we'll of the show. We'll make it three, make it three, we'll do it in three, eh? Texting here from Nate says, uh, big Tigers fan here, agree I think we can give it a, go- a good go this weekend. Defensively we've actually been really solid and the Cowboys have won two on the trot, but not against anyone who's had any form. So I have to say, I'm quietly oh, confident. the West Tigers have had plenty. Yeah. And uh, Lemmy says, uh, hi, Sam and Kempi. Kempi, would you have RTS and Chance centres and team uh, to Opuki fullback for next year? Would sharpen our defence? So maybe Chance back in centres or no? Well, and I don't think that'll happen. That's a great question and a, and a really, you know, it's it's followed up by some some serious thinking around the way that uh, Tane Tōpiki can play because he, he is a very decent footballer. Um, whether or not he hits a strap next year, I'm not too sure. So I don't think they will do that unless they need to do that. Mm. And you've got to remember too that um, the likes of Montoya, you know, Pompey, they're, they're playing good football. Exactly. No, they're all playing really good so, football. So to... where we had no centres, we possibly could have, you know, three or four centres fighting it out with Roger for that other spot. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, quick fire for this weekend's game starting tomorrow night with the uh, Broncos-Panthers in Brisbane at Suncorp. No Adam Reynolds for the Broncos. Easy tip for me for the Panthers, Kempi, but you're going the Bronx. I am. I am. You're delusional. I'm going the Bronx. I know know you've got so much uh, faith in Reynolds. Look, I think think they're wounded. I think going into origin, they want a a couple of players who really want to stake their claim in this game, as do Penrith. I think it'll be a great game. It is um, the second best game of the round because there's another one I think that's better than that um, but yeah I reckon the Broncos at home they're really hard to beat mate <laughs> they are hard and to Reece, beat and I'll tell you who will have a big game Reese Walsh okay well, I'm not convinced Kempe I'm not convinced Panthers I think at thirty six. yeah take the three bucks Dragons Roosters Friday night 8pm you think the Dragons are going to tip them up I do I think you know, it happens all the time I know and, and they talked we talked about it this morning in the um in the in the Americas when they when that happens over there and how teams actually jump out of their skin the following week mm-hmm. I think I think the Dragons are going to um, come out and and put a put a game on the Roosters I'm a little bit worried about them now you know after after the weekend and and having a look at what Trent Robinson was was seen to be doing which was basically trying to get the team back in the change room mm-hmm. mm. it's a scary and, and it's interesting a scary and interesting enough even without um, Joey Manu he refuses to bring Sam Walker back into the team Drew Hutchison starting in the number seven I reckon, Sa- I reckon Sam Walker's leaving potentially Rabbitohs Eels Friday night at Rabbitohs. 10 p.m. the Easiest team the, around. mate they they are the team to beat this year Sharks night Saturday 5 p.m. Uh, Knights got away with it because of a couple of referee calls. I think on the weekend the Sharks they still look really good. Um, I just I think that the Sharks are, are special in that game. Tigers Cowboys. I'm going to yep. go Cowboys. Yep. Dolphins I, Storm. Uh, you know, every time you pick the Storm, uh, someone that travels up to play the Dolphins, the Dolphins turn them over. Yeah. So this weekend, I'm going to go the Dolphins. Nice. Okay. That's the first one of the year. Great. And then I'll put my money on the Storm and the Bulldogs <laughs> Titans on Sunday at 4 p.m. Well, you don't know what team the Bulldogs are going to show up. And I think the Titans were dudded against yeah, Newcastle, too. so I think the Titans. Yeah, I think the Titans probably deserve more out of that game. Raiders, Seagulls last oh, game Raiders, on Sunday. Raiders are th- the other team in form at the moment what over was the, the last month. So you said the Broncos, Panthers. What was the other game of the weekend for well, you? Well, this one here is the one for me, the Rabbits and the Eels. Okay. What do you think that goes down to the wire, or do you just think it's a good game? Well, I, I just always know that South Sydney Parramatta are always a, a classic, you know, and uh, – 
Parramatta. There's a little bit of emotion in the Parramatta camp at the moment. I don't know if you've been following the, the young Arthur story about mm. being abused when he walked out of the training room. So, um, yeah, I think there'll be a bit of uh, um, a good game to watch. All right, we'll take our final break when we come back. A quick chat about some state of O. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Oh, as always, we just run out of time. So many messages today and a lot of questions as well, which I haven't been able to put to Kempi. Maybe we do a little potty after this, Kempi. We'll answer all your questions. So uh, have a listen to our podcast channels uh, and we will answer all your questions. Um, right, we're not going to get to State of Origin. So here's what It I'm makes gonna... me laugh, Mark. He always comes in. Mark, look. I've always been back in South all year, mate, and that's where they are at the moment. I'm not the one who puts a death nail in their door. It's probably... You're the jinx, the Kempi jinx. No, it's um, probably the good lids vibration hat <laughs> over here. Hey, um, all right, here's a teaser for State of Origin, Kempi. Um, big conversations around these State of Origin teams because there are a lot of players out of form and there's a lot of players in form as well. So two weeks' time, we'll do a big running it straight, big Origin preview. It'll be a lot of fun. Queensland. Queenslander. That's us for another week. Hey, next Friday we're down in Napier as well for the uh, live commentary. Come and join us. Come get and join free, us. Get a free beer. The run, free. Home. the run home coming up next.